thoroughly consistent Christianity, to my mind, is found only in the Reformed or Calvinist faith. And consistent Christianity, I think, is the Christianity easiest to defend. Hence, I never call myself a fundamentalist. What I prefer to call myself is not a fundamentalist, but a Calvinist, that is, an adherent of the Reformed faith. As such, I regard myself as standing in the great central current of the church's life, the current that flows down from the word of God through Augustine and Calvin, and which has found noteworthy expression in America in the great tradition represented by Charles Hodge and Benjamin Breckenridge Warfield and the other representatives of the Princeton School. These are the words written by J. Gresham Machen, Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Seacoast Community Church Podcast. We are continuing to work through Contending for Our All, a book written by John Piper. And in this book, he covers the lives and the writings, the theology of John Owen, Athanasius, and J. Gresham Machen, who is the subject of our podcast today. J. Gresham Machen is the founder of Westminster Theological Seminary in Pennsylvania. And he actually, prior to that, was, was part of what they was among the faculty of Princeton, uh, Princeton Seminary. And he actually left Princeton Seminary because they were uh, trending. Uh, or moving in a, a liberal direction. And he, then he went on to found Westminster Theological Seminary. Now, J. Gresham Machen was a part of the Presbyterian Church USA, very much like the Southern Baptist denomination. So this was the Presbyterian denomination of his day. And he was actually given the the left hand of this fellowship from that denomination. And the reason why was because of his no longer supporting missionaries that were sent out from from this from his particular denomination. In fact, he was charged with insubordination uh, because he had founded. He went on to found or start an independent board of foreign missions. This was in June 1933. And the reason why he went on to do something like this was because he felt that, uh, that, the, that the institution was supporting missionaries who had a very noncommittal attitude towards Christian truth. And so essentially they were uh, sort of a, a, a spineless Christianity. I'm not quite sure if it was, if it was maybe leaning towards... Uh, heretical teaching or is becoming less orthodox but what it seems from what i understand it seems like it, it was a a more spineless christianity that it was it it lacked conviction it wasn't really standing for for truth and conviction is incredibly important i mean if you are a person who who believes in an in an objective truth then you're going to be a person of conviction. Even for those who have a relative view of truth, maybe it is an internal truth, maybe it is a truth that you believe to be true, it's sort of your objective truth, even though it may not actually be objective truth. People who believe in a particular truth cannot help but be people of conviction. 
So uh, if you are a person who doesn't lack conviction, then you really don't have any particular truth that governs your life or whatever you think that truth is. And you don't really believe it all that strongly if you lack conviction and Machen was a man of conviction. He believed in sound theology. He believed in the historic confessions of the Christian church. And this is what he stood for. What he is most known for today is his, his getting himself into, into debates and, and presenting arguments against modernity. And modernity was a, a movement that essentially was liberalism. These are individuals, these are, these are institutions, and Princeton was in part of that, part of this group, or this, this growing group, this ever-expanding circle of people who identified themselves as evangelicals or as Christians, and yet they, they did not believe in orthodox teaching. They might affirm, like, the Jesus... Uh, is uh, the son of God and rose again from the dead, but their lives reflected something different. They, they began to look more like the world. And even with it comes with theology, many of them also did not believe in historic confessions. So you did have some people who believed in Jesus as a son of God, but you also believed had people who believed that Jesus may have been created. And so he, and so essentially what he said was that this isn't Christianity. This is, this isn't, uh, liberalism is not sort of in the same circle as Christianity. No, that what we have here is a different, it's something else entirely different. This isn't Christianity. This is a whole different religion. And so he became a controversial figure because he would say such things. And he would then, he would then actually, because he, did a lot in his life in founding a, a seminary and essentially founded a, an entirely new denomination, Presbyterian denomination. But he essentially, and he, he preached regularly, he taught, and, but he essentially worked himself to death. He died at a young age. I believe it was in his, maybe, I think it was in his mid-50s. But for most of his life, or most of his adult life, he was... He was a man of conviction and he fought for the truth. Now, what are some things that we can take away from his life as I read this specific chapter in Piper's book? Machen was a, a Christian and he grew up in a Christian household and he wrote about just the incredible influence that his parents had upon his life. And so there's a lesson for us here that uh, if you are listening to this and you are a parent and you have children in the home, you are a, a pivotal figure in the lives of your children. And that's the way that it should be. And you, uh, his parents gave, they, they taught him, they taught their son Christian orthodoxy. But they also left, give him space to, to work things out. They didn't want their son to just believe the same things as, their, as his parents just because that's what they taught him. And that is right and that is good. But he wanted, they wanted their son to believe, for him to believe things for themselves, for himself, to be convinced, to be persuaded that 
to essentially, as some would say, to, to own their faith. And it is difficult and it is difficult to, to have that balance, I would I think, as a parent myself, you know, you want your children to believe and you instruct them and you teach them. But at the same time, you want to give them the space to wrestle with things and ask difficult questions, right? You don't want to force anything down their throat, but you do want them to believe. And as parents, we have to continue to pray for wisdom on how to how to walk this, this in this balance. The other thing that we can take away from his life is take care of yourself. And he, I think it was tuberculosis that he died of. I mean, he was, he just, he, he worked himself tirelessly. He wasn't married. He didn't have children. And he, there was, there weren't many individuals in his life that he could could that could really speak into his life in a significant way and i don't it's not that he didn't have friends but he didn't have these these close friends these people who had who knew him well and these maybe select few who had the the relationship to speak into his life and to say listen you are working yourself to death you need to relax and in this and there was a a moment that essentially led to his death where he was uh going on in a uh, going on to travel to speak at several different churches or preach at different churches and at that point he was uh deadly tired as it was uh, as one person described it there was no person in his life that would take a look at him, see how deadly tired he was and say, you should not, you should cancel all your plans and go and go to sleep. <laughs> and, but, and so I guess two things there. One thing to ask yourself is, do you have people in your life that would be honest with you? And do you invite people in your life? Do you, are there people close to you to, to, to tell you hard things? And secondly, take care of yourself. Take care of your body. Uh, he, it's, who knows? Only the Lord knows how much more he could have done for the Christian faith if he could have lived another 10 or 20 years. But his life was cut short because he worked himself to death. And the last thing for us to take away from his life is that we should be people of conviction we have the truth that is written for us in god's word we are a people who believe in objective reality that demands that we be a people of great and strong conviction don't be afraid or ashamed to stand for the truth and what we see from his life and the lives of these other individuals that are covered in this book is that sometimes standing up for truth is is costly sometimes it's going to cost you something and so the question is, Is are you willing to pay the price to stand for truth? Maybe it's a loss of relationship. Maybe it's a loss of reputation. It could be anything. But are you willing to pay the price to stand for truth and be a person, be a man or woman of conviction? So we will end the episode there. I hope that you have been enjoying it thus far. And we will conclude this 
this series into contending for our all next week.